All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 503 here on the Jason Gregor Show on 1440. Thanks for tuning in here. Connor, nice work. Is that in the club? That's, uh, I feel like, part of the lyrics. That's yeah. Yeah, it is. Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris. Ooh, great! Who I song. think I think you might get some cameos at the Super Bowl from those great. two. Yeah, they're gonna jump in there. I love the cameos now at the Super Bowl. It seems to be the thing to do. Absolutely great. Uh, lots of stuff to come uh, to, uh, in the next hour. But right now we're ready and ready to rock with uh, our good buddy from Sportsnet, Mark Spector, for the Spec Report. From brought to you by GS Construction. They're hiring for the 2024 season. Laborers. Pipe layers, pipe layer helpers, top men, women, lead hands, operators, mainland and backfill, water and sewer foreman. Go to Indeed.com and look it up. GS Construction. Spec, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, just wondering your thoughts on the big move last night, the Calgary Flames making that trade. I think we know what the, uh, the, the Canucks are doing. But the Flames, does this tell you that they're going to move on from their two top-end defensemen as well in the in the trade? Uh, it... it pushes well i don't know i mean i want to put it to you the other way you played you're noah hannafin you're a pretty good player how old is noah hannafin now is he 30 yet no i think he's 27 28 isn't he 27 28 so he's signing a big contract he's signing the biggest contract of his career in terms of he's going to want some term and he's signing up for a team that he's going to spend a bunch of years with here right it's in this contract he's probably thinking i gotta try to win if i'm ever going to win it's going to be now so I would ask you if I'm Noah Hannafin, am I going to win in Calgary in the next five years? You know, five, six years, am I going to win there? Like, my question is more the Flames may want to sign Noah Hannafin. I question, I question whether Hannafin wants to sign there, and certainly Tanev. I mean, Tanev, Tanev, 
he's an old dog. He he's got something left here, but not that much. He's not going to win a ring playing in Calgary, is he? No, he's not. And I, I think he's a loyal guy and all that. But I think if you're the Flames, you have to look at it at this well. They have three years or so until they have a new arena, right? They can't. They have to be building up so when they hit that, they're a better team. Tanev will probably be out of the league by that point. Yeah, uh, Hannafin right. will still be in the league, there's no doubt. But even for Hannafin, that's three more years in a bad yeah. arena that he has. To, so if he signs for eight years, only half his time will be in a bad arena. And that's not the only thing, but these are things I think he has to consider. So I think for Craig Conrates, I think he'll use his time and just say, guys, you guys are going to be out the door, recover the assets, try to get some players like he did last night. But I, I don't actually think it's that complicated. Now, the deals are complicated, but the moves they need to make, I don't think are. Well, listen, though, like, first of all, Calgary's been stuck in the mucky middle for 20 years or better, right? They've been an average team that had a couple spikes, but they've been a middle, an eighth-place, ninth-place team for 20-some years. So that tells me the reason they've been there, while others have rebuilt, is their ownership's not willing to rebuild. Murray Edwards wants playoff dates, and even when his team's really average, he thinks he's going to get some. And that's why they've never done this before. So the owner's got to be on board for this thing. I completely concur. I rip her down in Calgary. I got a few years to try to put things back together and have a promising young team that's on its way up when I open this new arena. But my owner has to want to do that too because in the end, he's the boss. He owns the thing. If you were in charge, what would you do with Markstrom? Well, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe Connor can fact check this while we're talking. I'm pretty sure that Dustin Wolf is waiver eligible next season, right? I, th- I think uh, so. I believe they I are. I do believe so. So I heard you guys talking before about needing to make a decision. <laughs> this is the summer because Dustin Wolf doesn't make it through waivers next year, and Vladar doesn't make it through waivers, and you're not waving Markstrom. So, so you got to make your call here and make your decision. Who? What's it going to be? If I'm rebuilding. I'm looking to Markstrom and I'm saying, man, you don't, you don't, didn't sign on for a rebuild and you don't want to be part of a rebuild, I wouldn't think. So to me, if it's a rebuild, you do it with Ladar and Dustin Wolf and you hope that Dustin Wolf becomes your Skinner or your Demko. And Ladar's a real solid backup who, who maybe is even better than that. Let's find that out. And I get whatever I can get from Markstrom. You know, he's got a hefty, hefty price tag. He's not going to be, it's going to be hard to trade him. It might have to be the old salary, but I don't go forward with the oldest guy. I pave the road for my youngest guy. Isn't that the way you would do it, Strutty? I would do it like that. I, I wouldn't even hesitate. And this is why. It's just that when your team is ready to rumble, he is not going to be there, right? Markstrom yeah. being he. And that's how I look at it. And I, he's having a good year. I think his value would be high. Now, it might be hard to make that trade now, I, I understand, but there are teams looking for D or for forward, uh, Coley's, and you may have to hold back some cash. But I'm willing to do that if the price is right. Uh, yep. Then it gets Wolf up, and you acquire more assets. And I know assets don't always equate to top-line NHL nope. players, but nope. they're kind of, as you say, they're, they've just been hanging around. And they're, and they're not, yep. like, there's been a lot of turnover and turmoil here in this organization the last number of years. I think it's time to say, okay, we're actually going to do this. We're going to move forward. They've got some pretty good young players there already. But I, I just look at it. It's time to move forward and, and to figure some, a new path forward. And that takes courage for Craig Conroy. And unfortunately for Ryan Huska, you know, it's going to take a few extra drinks a few nights as you, uh, you work your way through this situation, Spec. 
Well, the, the only sort of fly in the ointment here is you just signed Kadri and Huberto to mega deals, you know, seven- and eight-year deals. And when they signed that deal, it was to contend. So now you're telling these guys, oh, by the way, you were starting to rebuild here, and you're our only two guys that are staying because your contracts are so long we can't move you. <laughs> so that could be a little touchy it, it having might that be. conversation. Well, Kadri got his money that I'm not sure he's going to get anywhere else. He also has a Stanley Cup ring already. And now Huberto has been playing great. So, I mean, kind of where you're at. But, you know, something like, you know, Kuzmenko could come in and, and find chemistry with Huberto. Or, you know, and then Sarah well, Gowers has been a good trade. So maybe they can kind of hang around, hang around a little bit. Um, but the idea of, you know, and I'll, I'll go back to use um, the Columbus Blue Jackets when they had all those guys that were ready for UFA status. And instead of trading them away, they actually added more to win one round over Tampa. And I, I, I that was the ground zero of the mistakes that uh, their GM and that community, that that team made. It's been a mess since then, trying to fix it here, fix it there. They should have just unloaded everything and started fresh. Now, look where they are now. So I, I think at some point you just have to say, this is who we are. We're going to make these decisions and move forward. Um, and I, that's, that's what I do. And it's, it's easy for me to say, cause it's not my team or my money, but I think sometimes that's because I have no, I don't really care if they win or lose. I think that'd be the best thing for their franchise. Well, remember too, it, it depends on the life of your GM. Like Yarmo was, was well into his, Yarmo Kekalainen was sure. well into his tenure there. It's impossible to go to your owner after you've been there for five years and say, I've been so <laughs> crappy. Yeah. We have to tear this thing down and start again. Sorry, boss. You're basically signing your own pink slip. Craig Conroy is not that guy. He's fresh and new and starting, and he just showed the ability to make at least one real nice deal here. Like yeah. he, I loved what he did. He's, he's not getting Lindholm back. He knows that for sure. He turned it into turned him into lots of stuff. You know, now let's see what happens with that stuff. But he's one for one in my books. Yeah, no so doubt about it. Conroy can look his boss in the eye and say, "I'm fresh and new here." And I'm willing. To, I, I want to be different than all the GMs that came before me that tried to get you playoff dates that your team wasn't good enough for. And frankly, even a couple of years where they would were good. I mean, the one year they lost in the first round of Colorado. I think Calgary won the West that year. And then the next year, they a couple of years later they played Edmonton and got smoked out in five games. And there is no better. I said this to Kevin this morning, Struddy. That team in Calgary is not beating this team in Edmonton in a playoff series in the next five years. Right? Not a prayer they're going to beat Edmonton. So start your rebuild now, and by the time you're ready, you know who knows what Edmonton's going to look like by then. Mark Spector joining us here on the Jason Grego Show on Edmonton uh, Sports 1440. Now, I love that you brought up Yarmo Kekline. Now, it's changed a little bit here with the the situation with Patrick Liney, but, you know, a few weeks ago they were talking, uh, there was reports that, you know, the team was listening on Liney and and, uh, Provorov. And I, I, I don't understand how, as an owner, I can allow this guy to bring these players in, and then now he's telling me we got to move them out. We well, just brought him in. So, so <laughs> yeah. which one is it? Like how? Now, let's just pretend that Liney was, was is with the team and, and and healthy. Let's hope it all comes full circle for him. But how can you let that happen when the problems are your problems, and you're going to now let this guy trade your problems out for probably more problems? It makes it makes no sense for me. A simple player like myself yeah no and meanwhile the last the last big free agent signing he made was johnny goodrell yeah <laughs> and how's that working for you yeah so for both. listen yarmo's a, a, a nice guy and all the things we always say about people before we say they should get fired 
<laughs> he should get fired. Yeah, right? That's yeah. the deal. He's had, and not because he hasn't had his chance. I think he's 10 years in there. Right. right? He's had his kick here at the cat. Like, you know what? If, if The way you're hosting this show, you're going to do it for the rest of your life. But if you were terrible for right. four months straight, they'd kick your butt out the door. And mine, too. Right. You don't get 10 years of being lousy before you lose your job in the real world anyway. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and it's true. You're right, and I look at that. I look at that situation, and we did even mention. So the biggest free agent signing was Johnny Goudreau. Don't forget Mike Babcock also. So I, oh, yeah. those two things. How that work? Out. Are, I, I just to me, it's just, and I, I've no, I've no, I don't really care about Yarmo one way or another. Is uh, like seems like a nice guy, but if I'm the owner of that team, like I, I just, I don't what? understand it. Do not understand that at all. Um, well, I'm glad they're doing it. Get rid of the damn cannon at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, don't, they don't hear it a lot. They're not winning a lot of games over there, scoring a lot of goals. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, let's flip over now here a little bit closer home with the Canucks and the move they made. When you look at that team, I, I, I think we already can all agree that they're a pretty good team. Is their defense stout enough, in your opinion, um, or do they need to add something there? Yeah, I think they could. Listen, A. Every team can add a defenseman coming in the playoffs and get better. <laughs> yeah. There isn't a team that you could tell me couldn't use one. I would say they could use one for sure. Uh, you know, the dynamic there is that defense is just good enough, but that's a team that has a, there's not a, ta- a lot of recent playoff games in that team. You know what I mean? And everybody yeah. in Edmonton knows. Look at the path. Like Edmonton's been a pretty good team now for a while, and it's hard to win in the playoffs. And there's still. You know, these Oilers, they were learning about themselves even last spring when you thought they should know everything. They were finding out, trying to figure out why they couldn't hold a lead to Vegas, the lead they had in all six games. So my point is, there's a ton of learning curve ahead for these Canucks. They're a hell of a team right now. I love what I'm seeing. And, hey, maybe they'll be the 06 Oilers, the 04 Flames, and go all the way to the Cup in their first kick at the Cat. But, right, but... For me, if they want to try to, if they think they're going to survive a couple rounds and really get a run out of this playoffs, they have to figure out now how to defend and they really have to shore up their work in their own zone, make themselves harder to play against, and do what Edmonton's been doing. Convince yourself you can win two one games when it counts. I'm not sure Vancouver's there yet. Uh, Another defenseman might help them get a little closer. You know, it's funny, you say those words, where have I heard you say that before? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's the evolution. It's the evolution of a team, right? You come in, you're hot, you're on fire, and everything's scoring goals. And you look at the way those guys are scoring, I think that's going to slow down a bit too. But you need to be able to defend. And that seems to be kind of the learning lesson for, for all these teams that are, you know, are, are, are a little bit more than just a, a, a flash in the pan. Yeah, listen, and, you know, sure, every guy out there driving his car right now could say, oh, I can give you one team that, that never made the playoffs for a long time and went all the way, like I say, like the old four Flames, the old six order. Sure, there's always a, an outlier. But all the really good teams, you know, Tampa had to pay its dues. Colorado, man, they really paid their dues before they won. St. Louis was a really good team for a long time before they finally won. Look at Washington. How long were they a good, powerful team out east before they finally won? A yeah. long, long time. Yeah. So, and now there's Edmonton. Edmonton's. I can't think they've had many more dues to pay. Frankly, Strutty, they've they've put the time in. Boy, lost two Stanley Cup champs, been to the playoffs a bunch of times, and not got to the cup. Vancouver's just starting that journey out, and I love their team, and I think they're going to be around for a while. And 
I hope we get an Edmonton Vancouver series even this year. I mean, that would be an absolute blast to see the Oilers and Canucks playing each other in the series again. Yeah. But they got some work to do. The regular season isn't the playoffs. It ain't the same thing. Everybody listening to the show right now knows that for sure. One last one for Mark Spector of Sportsnet. You know, Speck, when you when you look at this Oilers team, the the the, the run of games they've won is is really impressive. I, you're in that dressing room every day. I'm not. From listening to the guys and hearing what they're saying, I feel like they realize it. It's great, but in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter towards their quest to a championship. And I love that attitude. Would would that be a fair comment? Yeah, they're not. You know, there was a time when when the Oilers would jump some sort of a mental hurdle and and you know almost be jumping up and down and and blowing up balloons in the dressing room like oh my god we finally beat you know whoever Chicago right. Blackhawks unreal yeah. and you could yeah. see it in their <laughs> eyes right now the the biggest hurdle for them is what they're doing they're playing solid defensive hockey they're one of the best defensive teams in the league they've got outstanding goaltending they're winning 3-1 they're winning 2-1 they're going into every third period tied 1-1 and winning that game and I'm not seeing a bunch of guys dancing at the happy dance after the game. Yeah. They're confident, right? They know that this is a big deal, but they're not, you know what, they're just, they're, they're kind of building some muscle memory here because I think everyone in that room knows it's awesome to do that in December and January. And now February doesn't mean much until you do it, right, in May and June. 100% spec. Great stuff. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, my man. All right, Struts. See you later. Mark Spector, Sportsnet for the Spec Report. Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. The game starts before the puck drop at PlayAlberta.ca. New players get a $50 free bet when they use code SPORTS50. So Speck just talked a little bit about that, that moment of beating a team you've never beat, and he used the Chicago Blackhawks, and that's, that's a good example. When you, are, you take down the championship or, whatever you, or champions, you feel really good about yourself. When I played the Vancouver Canucks, the Colorado Avalanche were at the height of their power. I'm talking Sackick, Forsberg, Drury, Tongay, Blake... Bork, like it was, it was embarrassing how good they were, and we couldn't beat them. We were getting better in Vancouver and better and better. And I remember the night we beat them. If I remember correctly, and if I didn't remember correctly, just let me have the moment, Connor. They, we won, I think, in overtime. And I remember this guy Harold Drunken scored. We called him Harold Drunken, and we were so happy. I, 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 I. Up to that point in my career, I mean, playing the first game and you know scoring your first goal, that's cool. But I've never been that happy as a team to win a game. And we're like, we can do this. We can finally do this. And it was such a great feeling to have. So really cool um, moment. But you're not winning Stanley Cups with that attitude. I know that it was a bad attitude. You need to know you're going to games. You can beat teams. Not because you got lucky. Because you're good. And it really feels that way with the others. Well said, Struddy. Thank you, Connor. All right. <laughs> Are you even listening to me over? I'm on fire over here, Connor, right now. Like. <laughs> there was like no response time there. That was, yes. you answered your question very quickly. Must feel, this must have felt like when people are hanging out with William Shakespeare, <laughs> right? Or in Tate McRae's writing music. This yeah. is what it's like to be around greatness. Or Bublé. The boobs. Babes for boobs. I would have said that was uh, very well said, Struddy. You, you can't just be. Happy to be there. You that doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem like you really meant <laughs> well, that. I'm not a very good actor. I'll tell you, I'll let the people at the text line, one 401 You tell me if that was a sincere answer by my man, Connor, 
on me congratulating myself on doing such a good job. And then even when I was trying to give it the props it deserved, I was cut off quickly. Oh, sharp tongue. It is the Jason Greger show with Jason Strugger, though, so I, I understand. <laughs> All right, let's step out here really quick. What do we got coming up here, Connor? Let me take a look at the old schedule. Oil report in Oil the report. room. Oil Ask report. Struddy whatever we want to do. Okay. We can, if you've got texts, you can send them in to 10 to, uh, 1-833-401-1440. Um, but there is something I want to talk about the Oilers. I want to highlight the play of the D when we come back here on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Welcome back to the Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. My name is Jason Strudick. I'm your host today and tomorrow. Lots of texts coming in here. Lots of texts talking about my incredible little speech earlier. Hey, Connor, that was not sincere. Do better. You've got Shakespeare sitting in the chair there. Snow job, <laughs> Struddy, from the Kootenai guy. Johnny Admiral says, Struddy, you're on fire. Just fire? Jordan, not Michael, says, I went from 6 to midnight during that speech. <laughs> I mean, what, what more do you need, Connor? You just didn't even move. Didn't even move the needle. Well... There was that was not sincere. Do better, Connor. That's a first time texture that's not in the system. Probably your burner phone. Uh, if I had to guess. Don't worry about my burner phone. Some of the other ones I'm unsure about. Oh, I think Shakespeare wasn't really appreciated in his time. Similar to you. So greatness isn't always, buddy. I know. I Just know. Just ask Picasso or these great artists. Art is tough. It's Very objective. tough. Very tough. You know what else is tough? Playing defense. That's what I want to talk about today. In our oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars of Edmonton. They just won their 13th Excellence Award in overall sales and customer service. Great vehicles, better service. VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. And I see Gregor wheeling around in his fancy Volvo car looking good. He loves that thing. Loves it. Absolutely loves it. I don't blame him. They're incredible. Okay. Before the break, I talked a little about the Edmonton Oilers defense. And there is a lot of credit, no doubt, going to uh, their improved play. Uh, to Paul Coffey, who justly deserves it. I remember when, when Paul came on, I said, you know, he hasn't, doesn't have a long history of coaching. Great player. But sometimes coaching, or sorry, coaching your greatness onto players is difficult. Um, you know, some players, they're just, they just understand the game or they see something. And it's hard for them to explain it to the players in layman's terms about what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to do it. Well, Paul Coffey's nailed it. He's absolutely nailed it. Um, and I give him a ton of credit because there's a lot of questions in this market about, you know, could he do it? And I think he's, I'd give him a, an A plus, an absolute A plus, even probably better than the speech I gave the last segment. It's been absolutely incredible to see what he's done with that, that group of D. So I do think that he's earned some praise from the fan base and the media. I think he deserves more praise because look at the things he, he's, he's helped improve one the playmaking the players are are comfortable and they're making plays more often more frequently right from number one right down to number six in that in that group um number two they are pinching with way more um thinking process going into it there's nothing worse than a d-man pinching when you're half in between you're not confronting the forward the puck and you're not backing off. When you're in the no man's land, that's that's the death zone. You are done. And you've got to either be all in or all out. And if you're going all in, you better get there. It's got to be 100% pinch. No one wants a 50% pinch. 
And if you're going to stay back, all right, at least you're staying back, but it's not not as fun to go up and play forward and keep that play alive. So the playmaking, Coffee, give him credit. The pinching, give him credit. Then lastly, the confidence. The confidence he's shown in these players, and now they're showing on the ice, it's palpable. You can see the way they're playing, the decisions they're making, the speed they're making plays at. You know, how many times have you seen, and this is usually you can tell when guys aren't um, confident, the guys being the D-men. How many times have you seen the Oilers D-men go back and get it and go D to D, D to D, D to D, D to Dem? Right? You you need to, you go back, you want to get that puck move up. It comes back, it's D to D, move the puck up quickly. And that's how the forwards want it. They don't, because the more you go D to D, guess what those forwards are doing? They're recalibrating their routes, recalibrating route, recal. They don't want to do that. They want you to go D to D, get the puck up to them and get the hell out of there. Then they go up and play in the offensive zone. Then you follow them up and on the blue line, you're ducking in and out of the blue line as well. So all those things add up to a big change in that blue line. And that's not to suggest that Dave Manson wasn't giving the same messages or wasn't trying to fill them with the same confidence or tell them not to pinch. But for whatever reason, it didn't take. So I, I think it's, I think it's really important um, that we recognize the impact that he's had there. He being Paul Coffey, and those six D. What I'd be really interested, Connor. And this is where you're. This is where you come in. So get ready for this great one. Ready. The, what I'm really interested in see when Broberg is up, called up, because I believe he will be called up and get to play because of an injury. What impact can he have on a young, smooth skating, pretty good puck moving defenseman? I ask you that question, sir. I would, I would think a lot, right? Uh, of maybe a film session or two, just saying, you know, this is what you can do here, like, and just instilling that confidence. That's one of the things Gregor's talked about with Dayarnay is like, hey, you know, you can make these plays as well. It doesn't have to be uh, the Evan Bouchards or the Darnell Nurse. Like, if you have the opportunity, to make this play. And I would think it would go a long way. I, it's been really impressive because. I think we've seen it in probably a bunch of different sports. You think these guys who are some of the greatest of all time can can just go and coach because they could play so well. But it's got to be hard to articulate sometimes what you want them to do because maybe it came easier to you. You know, things that you did with such ease takes a lot of skill and effort and hard work for other players to do. That's why I always thought it would be tough for Wayne Gretzky to coach a fourth-line player. You know, he didn't have to go through those things that a fourth-line player did. And maybe at times it would be hard to say, you know, this is what I want you to do and put it all into words and put it in a way that it's easy to understand for a young player. But it seems like Paul Coffey's able to do that. And, you know, the confidence we've seen, the you know, just the the mistakes that we've seen minimized from this group as a whole has been very impressive. And I know, Stratty, you you work with the young kids. So, I mean, you've probably seen it. you got to approach it in different ways with different players. But, yeah, what he's been able to do... and with a player like Philip Broberg, what we think he can become. Jeez, I'd, I'd love to see him uh, under Paul Coffey, uh, learning from him for an extended period of time. I would. I, I'm with you. And listen, I, I'm, if I'm assuming he's, I'm gonna, in this statement I'm going to make, I'm assuming that Philip Broberg will not get traded. That's the assumption I'm making. I believe that to try to bring a little bit more cap space into the group. Brett Kulak will be traded in the offseason, and Broberg will take a space. I, I, I feel very strongly about that. And that's not an indictment on Brett Kulak, but they, they need to find some cap savings somewhere because the guy beside him, Darnay, is not going to... 
He's at whatever, 800 grand. He's not playing for 800 grand next year. I can tell you that right now. So Phil Broberg down the minors has 25 games played, 18 points. Plus player. He's doing well. Now the team's been playing well. But that's the guy who's taking his spot. So I, I, I think it's important for Paul Coffey to get a, uh, at least a look at him during the season. Now, I'm not sitting someone to bring Broberg up. I believe there will be an injury. Generally, injuries do happen. Special errors seem to have a lot of games coming up here, the second half, in a, in a short window. And again, I'm not running Kulak out of town. I'm just, it's just money. That's all. That's a business transaction. Trade Kulak out probably before the draft. Broberg slips in there and then you find, you know, another seventh defenseman or whatever it is, um, to, to, to take that spot. And that's kind of how it's going to have to be because Darren eight people, I'm here to tell you, he's not playing for whatever, like I said, 800 grand next year. I, I believe it's at least doubled next year, at least doubled. If I was in charge, I would start working on Darren eight today, right now, trying to get him done. And I think you appeal to his emotion because he's never been traded before or, or not re-signed, which is really hard. That's hard on the emotions. So what you do is you bring him in. To his eight, go talk to his agent. Say, man, like we want, we want him to be. We see him being an Oiler here for the next whatever number of years. This is the contract we want to offer him. Are you interested? Yes or no? And you kind of figure it out from there. I think that is a really important conversation, Connor, for them to have with him. But they got they they got a pinch penny somewhere. Same with Fogo. I, I don't know how. I think Fogo will get a raise. I don't know how they can bring him back on much of a raise. So guess who takes his spot? You've got it, Dylan Holloway. That's the guy because he's cheap. The downside to paying these top-end players as much as you have to pay to keep them in your city, right, Stretty? I mean, we saw this for a long time yeah. with the Chicago Blackhawks and how good they were at paying Taves Kane, Keith, Seabrook. Crawford probably was making good money. I think, uh, was it Brian Campbell? Campbell. For a bit. Soupy. Soup can. And they just drafted so well and developed, and they had all these young players coming in, and, you know, maybe they'd play for three, four years, and then when the payday was due, move on from them. That's the model you need to have. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins also were a team that did that very well for a long time. That's what the Oilers need to do, develop, draft. Uh, you talked about it for a while, because, I mean, we always talk about trading players away at the deadline, bringing in top-end talent. I know one of the things you've talked about was keeping the shelves full, keeping that stocked, okay. ready to bring those players up. It's going to be very important for this team in the next few years. Yeah, 100%. You, you just got to keep finding a way. And I heard Low Tide talking about that. They got to find more creative ways of bringing in players because their lack of draft picks, and I agree. But you gotta keep, gotta keep those young guys in. Keep figuring it out. Get them going. Get them figured out how to make it a little bit cheaper. Cause they're gonna have to find some deals. Some deals somewhere. Cash's going up, but they gotta pay Connor Brown's cash. It's a lot of cake or cash, coin, whatever you want to call it. All right. Let's step out here. That was the old report. Let's step out here. And when we come back, we're going to kind of, I've got a great idea for us treads on tomorrow. I just, I can't wait. And some of our coworkers in here were a little bit too quick to throw answers around. So we'll get, I don't want to use it today. I'll save it for tomorrow. It's a perfect Friday one. Uh, but you're not going to want to miss this tomorrow. Connor, am I, am I right or am I right here, buddy? Everything you said was extremely accurate. Yeah. And the coworker here was very quick to jump in on this topic. Were you surprised how quickly the coworker had that loaded in his holster? Uh, no, not at all. He's a fan, big fan. Well, big I, don't, fan. I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin. Okay, tomorrow, anyways, <laughs> we're going to get into this whole thing. 
it's, I think it's it's it ties all the worlds together: hockey, football, attractive people, life. Really, it's it's basically the whole thing. I'm basically going to solve the world's problems tomorrow on Strides On. What time is that at? Four o'clock. Uh, Wanye will be in at four tomorrow. Okay, yeah, he might be the right guy to have on that. <laughs> Not the looks. You part. know what? He he might have some good insight there. Yeah. Well, I think that might be the time to save it for. All right. So let's try to plan that for four o'clock, around that four o'clock hour. Let's step out here on the Gregor Show. When we come back, we're going to throw a bow on this thing, call her a night, and send you all to bed. Can never go wrong with ABBA. You've had a proud day, bad day. ABBA's the answer. It's raining outside. ABBA's the solution. You've had a great day of promotion of work. ABBA's the answer. There is really no question where ABBA isn't the answer. Connor Halley. Have you seen the community episode, the Halloween one, where ABBA plays throughout the entirety of the episode? I, I watched the show. I don't remember that one, though, but I did watch the whole show, yeah. The Dean, uh, you know, he's got like a tape or whatever, and one side's yeah. Halloween sounds, the other yeah. is ABBA. It, no. It really actually made me more of a fan of ABBA, oh, on top so of what good. you talk about them, like, consistently. So oh, they're so good. They're so good. I love those guys. Did you see this, this uh, text from Bronco Nick? No, what did Bronco it's Nick say? It's probably going to give He's going to... Your ego will be blowing up. Didn't realize Elton John was on the radio today. <laughs> Great job, Strutty. Same voice. You know what? I still regret. I should have had the music playing so I could hear in my ears. I was just singing, right? I, and I, I think they use uh, in the, the music world, acapella. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was work of art. That was when you put the world on notice, I think. That there's a new singer in town. Yeah. I got to get to this text here from Matt with two T's, which is different. CC or Kulak will be gone at the deadline. So I replied, who will replace them? Strud. He said, there'll be deals to be had. Broberg can replace Kulak now for sure. I've streamed a bunch of his games this season, watched a lot of his minutes. Add a D upgrade and a top nine forward. They have to really try to bolster this lineup. So, but if you move out CCN and uh, Kulak, you know, that's, let's call it six million bucks. And bring Broberg in for a million, that's five million dollars you can bring in. I think CC and Kulak would both have value on the trade market. They're both competent defensemen who aren't outrageously priced. But to trade both out, I, I, I would suggest to you, Matt, with two T's, I believe the difference is that, um, you got to be careful with your um, handling of the team chemistry. And what you're suggesting, I believe that that would absolutely blow it up. Conrad? I, I, I'm a little taken back that Matt with two T's threw you off. I thought that was pretty consistently with how it was spelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I, I do I do think that it to trade two of your six defensemen, the chemistry would be out, out well, you, the door. You would know a lot more than I would, right? Like how how important is chemistry at the NHL level playing with somebody who you know where they are? Like I feel like I gotta take a step back and just let you go on this one because you you know. You're you're who the people want to hear from when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, well and no, most stuff. No, but I, I <laughs> Apple-related and defense-related <laughs> questions. No, I understand. I, I, I get what you're saying. But I think that to trade away a third of your defensive core to make room for, for Broberg, who hasn't played in the NHL 
significantly this year thus far. And then moving it off CC off that line, I think that's a pretty bold stroke. That if it works, it'd be great. If it backfires, you're in big trouble. But what if there's an injury? Well, I mean, injuries, you can't, we can't control that. In the but playoffs. I, well, you, I, so I think you got it some depth. So you have, you had another guy who's probably, you know, a fifth or sixth defenseman who might not be able to play. Um, because you're, you're, you leave those six in there. I think the chemistry is going well. I just, I'd be very hesitant to change that chemistry up. How, how much of an impact could it make? I mean, I think Tyson Berry last year was a very beloved player in the room. Right. Uh, from what I saw, very, you know, easy go lucky guy. You trade him out, but you bring in Matthias Ekholm, uh, upgrade at the position. I think another great guy. So it probably makes it a little bit easier, but could you make a move that you think like, Anyone on this team that would be traded that would not only maybe mess with the juju in the room, but also the chemistry on the ice? Well, let's, the difference last year was that that was a, a, a specific area they had to up, upgrade, and they did it. And I think everyone understood it was really exciting. So, you know, people are talking about Sean Walker out of Philadelphia. He's, he's a nice player. But let's be, is he that much of an upgrade on Cody CC? Like, are, are we talking about a massive upgrade on that? I, I don't think we are. And I think, the, and then the cost for that, they're not giving him away. Now you will get some assets when you move, or you get some credit when you move CC back out the other way, if that's what you want to do. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's my, that'd be my big move. And. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sean Walker's not a very big guy. He's 5'11". Like, just to put it in context, I think, I want to say CeCe has 13 assists this year. Sean Walker has 17 points. So five goals, fair. But he only has four more points than, than CeCe. So is he that much of a better puck mover? In his, in his top years, he's a 24-point defenseman. No, I, I just can't, I can't get too excited about it, guys. 
And, and so the cost to get them to move the, the, and all that, I just don't, I, I just don't think that's the move. To give it some context, three years ago, Cody CC had 28 points. Sean Walker's at 17 and 50. So I don't, if it was someone who was really a good puck mover that got it going, I, I would, I'd be in favor. Of that. I've, I'm on record saying that. I just don't think that makes a difference. I don't think that makes a big difference. Or sorry, there wouldn't be that much of an upgrade. It wouldn't, uh, what is that? The squeeze isn't worth the juice or the juice isn't worth the squeeze, whatever it is. Well, we made it, Conrad. We made it. Strutty. Go on. So Michael Buble at these events today? Yes. May have been on some substances. What, steroids? Looks uh, pretty big. Uh, magic substances. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear the interaction with a local member of the media? Yeah, let's hear it. I'll, I'll let you make the call here. I think I think the audio is pretty crisp here. Okay. For Michael, uh, Michael, you referenced tonight being in first place in your fantasy league. My sources tell me that might not be completely accurate, but... Uh, I wanted to ask you, how did you use your fantasy knowledge tonight to strategize in the draft? Uh, well, uh, I, I mean, well, <clears throat> I want to sound more like you. You got a beautiful deep voice. Uh, Matt, I'm in more than one hockey league. That's all. So, uh, in the LHL, which I'm in with you, I happen to be in fifth place. Uh, even though I had no first overall pick, first pick even, not even have a first rounder, um, and I still did what I had to do because of my genius. Second, I am first place in the FHL, other hockey, fantasy hockey league. Third, my buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms, and he was lying. So I'll be honest, I thought I was in Blades of Glory for most of the time that I was out there. Jeez, boobs, boobs really kind of letting know what's up. Guy, big guy must have been nervous <laughs> heading out onto the old uh, ice surface. Now, I there, it might not have ran on YouTube there, but he basically talked about fantasy hockey. He's in lots of leagues, and also his buddy told him it was a microdose of mushrooms. Yeah, that's uh, and he thought he was on Blades of Glory. So, wow. Boobs, that's a lot of information to take down here, my man. A lot of information to take down. I'm not sure how the NHL will react to that one. Think <laughs> boobs will be back next year? <laughs> Unlikely for the big guy. Man, that's going to go viral, and the NHL should just embrace it. Yeah, it's it is funny. Like it, whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. What are you going to do? Jeez, crazy. Well, we made it. I think we did a better job than Buble did today. <laughs> ah, he's he's strutting around there. He is making it happen. Sing, just sing, Mike. Just sing. <laughs> Use that beautiful language of yours, your voice. Um, that's it for us today. First day in the books. No, no major errors. One time I got the name of the show wrong, but that the numbers changed. That's so a little bit different. I want to thank all of our guests, which included Patty, Kane Brewhouse, and the big uh, firefighter calendar event. You can find that on Open Table. That's Saturday night. Brian Diardo. CBS NFL writer telling us that uh, Brock Purdy will get respect after they win the Super Bowl this weekend. Colin Livingston breaking down the huge news of the day. Lewis Hamilton, if you didn't know, big news. He's leaving after next year his team and joining Ferrari. Ryan Leslie telling us why the Flames are probably, I think he said they're probably going to unload the other two D-men. Tan Evan, of course, Tanifin. Then Mark Spector joined us, and we had a real go at it. 
No, just kidding. We just broke down what's going on with the Flames, the Oilers, and why Jarmo Kekalainen should not be the Columbus Blue Jackets GM now. Probably shouldn't have been it five years ago. And he shouldn't be when the season ends. Did I miss anything? Any highlights I missed, Connor Howley? Uh, no, I think you nailed it. Uh, should always tell people if you missed it, you can check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. And then tomorrow on the show, we've got Wanya Gretz in from Ford L6. We'll have Craig Button, Alan Mitchell. I believe Lorian Munzer will be by. And one of your old friends, I, I think we have locked in. Yes, Sam Rosen. Sam Rosen. I love Sam. The best voice. And then obviously the most important thing is my Strud's On, where I'm going to discuss something that is going to cross over so many different walks of life. It's going to be incredible. Much like Shakespeare, I'm going to rock the world with this one. And you guys should be thanking me. Is that the music I hear? That's it. Well, that's it for us. On behalf of Connor, myself, and all your friends here at uh, Sports 1440, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Fire back up tomorrow morning. Bright and early, right, Connor? 7 a.m. We've got uh, Fox Sports Radio from 9 till 7. And Carius is back with Brandon Douglas, who's doing a 12-hour day. So big thank you to him. And uh, Willie Steele. Willie Steele. Oh, Willie. Eddie Steele. The big man. You've got, uh, and that's 7 a.m. Mountain Time, just to, just for our, those people following us in B.C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's Willie Steele? I don't know, but he's when he sees you, I wouldn't want to be you. No, he's going to kill me. On the way out the door, let's get a sports update, everybody. Brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of renovation or building your own dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.